Robin. And I'm Allie. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Happy, a daily happy podcast. Once a week, we'll be bringing you stories from people just like you. It's only 15 minutes, less time than it takes to stalk your ex on social media. As we all do. (laughs) So let's jump right in. Our guest today is Dr. Harris Cohen. Harris is a family physician in Hatboro, Pennsylvania. He received his MD from Jefferson Medical College and completed his residency at Abington Memorial Hospital, where he served as chief resident in his final year. He's currently an instructor in the preceptorship program for medical students and residents in the Abington Family Medicine Program. His interests include the treatment of hypertension, diabetes, and high cholesterol, as well as minor dermatologic procedures. I'm glad I was able to say that correctly. Dr. Cohen is married with two children and lives in the Philadelphia suburbs. Welcome, Harris. Hi, Harris. Hello, Robin and Allie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Give us your elevator pitch as to who you are and how you're feeling during this time. So thanks for that introduction. Uh, gives you a little taste of what, you know, who I am and uh, what what you know what what I do during the day. Uh, the pandemic, I think, has given us all some pause in our lives to actually explore things that are outside of our professions and outside of our comfort zone to some extent. Uh, so you know, not being in the office as much as I used to be. Our our practice was a very busy family medicine practice, which totally pivoted to telemedicine overnight. So I'm now you know, working at home quite a bit, which gives me a little more free time to enjoy being with my family, eating 21 meals a week with them, which is a new thing for me. I've been able to pick up the guitar a little bit and play that a little bit more. I'm still terrible. I know five or six chords, but when you play them along with music, the family thinks that you're wonderful. I'm reading three books at one time right now, which is a first for me. And I've done, a, you know, I've, I've tried to keep exercise and health in my life as well, integrating my family. One of the fun things I've been doing is running with my 11-year-old daughter, which I've never been able to do before. All right. Well, moving along, I think that during this time, although the, the point of the podcast is to bring happiness into people's lives, I think information is also an important thing, but I think it's the way you serve it up, especially now. Harris, right around when quarantine began, you started posting your musings from the trenches, which is just, they were Facebook posts. Um, And that was, I found a way to take in information about what was going on in the world, but in like digestible and sometimes humorous bites. Where did that idea come from? How did you think to start doing that? Yeah, it started very organically. Uh, I am not a very big Facebook poster at all. If you look back to my postings before the pandemic, there's like three of them. So I was uh, in the office on a Saturday, and this is just when things were starting, and the, the hysteria was was very big that day. I didn't know where to send people for testing. Patients didn't know where to go. Doctors didn't know where to send them, and I sort of reached out on Facebook to sort of crowdsource some ideas for that. And got a lot of responses to that. People were very empathetic. Doctors were like, I don't know where to send people. And, you know, after a bunch of responses came in from that initial post, the next morning, I was sitting in my home office and I'm looking outside at a beautiful sunny day. I'm like, you know what? Let me put a little Q&A together. Just I'll make it a little humorous. I want to give out some information to people because we don't know where we're going with information. We, we, none of us, we're all flying by the seat of our pants here. So I put together a brief Q&A with simple questions. You know, what does flattening the curve mean? What should I wash my hands? Can I go visit my mother? Should I go to the, the mall? And I tried to make it indigestible, as you said, you know, quick uh, little tidbits. And it wound up being shared, I think, like 1,600 times, which I think my record was zero. So I, I'm like, wow, there's, there's a need here for information. 
So were you planning, like the first time you wrote it, were you just planning for that to be a one-time thing, but then because of the positive response, you just were like, I, I need to keep this going, both for the people reading and for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was a one-off. Um, it, was, it was sort of a quick, it came together very quickly for me, uh, but then it sort of blasted off and I'm not used to any of that stuff. I'm not a millennial. I don't know what viral stuff means except for this pandemic virus. So, you know, it was, you know, it just got shared and shared and shared and shared. So yeah, at that point I felt a little bit like I had to keep going with it. But then you sort of parlayed that into this live Facebook Q and A, um, which is now weekly. And you're also, as I heard on this week's, you're joining forces with another doctor for a new online venture. Where is all this going, do you think? Yeah, yeah. So it started out with the writings. And actually, I think a nurse in my office said, you should really do a Facebook Live. And because I'm old, I didn't know what a Facebook Live was. So I didn't realize how easy it was. Basically, anybody can do it. You click go live and you are live on Facebook. So the thoughts were, let's make this laid back. We're all home already. No one has anywhere to go. Let's talk in a casual manner where you can ask questions. And ideally, we could do some live questions. And I can get some questions ahead of time to answer for you because we're all asking the same things. And people ask me many permutations of a question. So it started out as a Monday night thing, and then it became a Tuesday night thing. But the interest has sort of grown to the point where there's a decent audience and it gets reshared quite a bit. So um, very organic. I have my, it was my son and my daughter feeding me questions. I don't have a ring light. I don't wear nice clothes. I am not sitting in a beautiful setting with windows behind me. It's more of a, let's cut down to the nitty gritty. Let me answer your questions. And then in doing this, I saw there was a parallel, there's another doctor doing things in a parallel manner who's an inpatient doctor who was also writing something called From the Trenches, which was interesting. I'm pretty sure he ripped me off. Um, but he actually is in the trenches. And he gets a lot of reads on his post. He's, in, he's an intensive care doctor and pulmonologist in, in Delaware. And I reached out to him. We had mutual friends. I said, man, you know, I'm doing these Q&As live. You're not doing anything live, but you get a lot of readership. Why don't we combine forces and give people a flavor of inpatient, outpatient, you know, I'm more of the prevention and keeping people out of the hospital. He's more, how do I get people home healthy from the hospital? The first time I watched your Q&A, I think my blood pressure was through the roof. My shoulders were at my ears. The stress was unbelievable. And I remember at the end of your session, my shoulders came down and I just said, thank goodness. And you were delivering it in a way that was humorous and easy to listen to, easy to understand, answering the questions as they came in. And I think that is so needed right now. Before we get to our actual lightning round, I feel like there are questions that are constantly coming at you, Harris, every week. Maybe we could do just a lightning round of those. How about, like you said, can I go visit my parents? My kids want to see their grandparents. So the clean answer to that is not yet. Um, we don't have treatment. We don't have vaccine. And your kids aren't the ones who are going to get sick. It's the grandparents. And that's not a guilt you want to carry. So can you see them outdoors six to 10 feet away? Absolutely. Can you hug them? No. Should you walk through their house or should they walk through your house? No. Should they use your bathroom? No. Not yet. We'll get there. We've done a great job since the middle of March. Let's not ruin it now. So if it doesn't feel right in your gut, it's probably not right. So don't not see your grandparents, but stand on opposite sides of the deck or the backyard or the front yard, stay in your cars. You can see them, you just can't touch them. Next, should I wash down 
all of my groceries and packages and everything before bringing them into my house or putting them in my refrigerator. That's a good one. I actually, like, cause I just stopped doing that because so I, we. yeah, it, that was the most stressful thing to me. We get the grocery delivery and then we're spending an hour in the garage, wiping everything down. And I'm like, you know what, let's just, we have an outside refrigerator. Let's put the refrigerated items there, leave everything else in the garage for 72 hours and then bring it in. Mm -hmm. But do we even need to leave it for the 72 hours? No, and, and you know, you can't see me smiling and nodding through the podcast, but uh, I, I am in agreement. From day one, one of the things I predicted correctly is that I think that this contact, this fear of contact and surfaces has been way overblown. You know, the, the science shows that, yes, there can be virus present, but what we've seen is that the presence of virus does not equal a transmission of virus. So if it makes you feel better to wipe everything down, please don't stop doing it. Um, we stopped doing that in our home. Um, the, the fear for me of surfaces has been low from day one. I think it's always good to be cognizant of surfaces, especially highly touched surfaces like door handles, bathroom handles, toilet flushers, that sort of thing. But washing your hands really gets rid of the need to wipe down everything. And that's really the key here is washing your hands. So do you have to wipe everything down? No. If it makes you feel better, can you? Absolutely. It's person to person contact that we're most worried about. Here's a question. Very important. Take out food from restaurants. Can I have sushi? <laughs> I am laughing with you again. That's a question I get texted a lot as well. So in the early going, I said, look, get, get hot food, pick it up, support your local restaurants. I wasn't a big DoorDash Grubhub delivery fan because it's just one more person who could touch your food who might be sick. So I said, you know, go to the restaurant and pick it up. And if it makes you feel comfortable, throw out the packaging rewarm it in the oven, that sort of thing. Sushi, you're not going to rewarm it. Disgusting, unless you get unagi, which you could probably rewarm a little bit because yeah. it's, it's cooked. Feels delicious. Um, <laughs> can you get sushi? Yes. I, I think, you know, in general, we're not worried about transmission through food. We're not worried about transmission through, through, through touching something that someone else has touched. They would have to be at peak infectivity. They'd have to be spewing virus out of every orifice. It would have to land on your California roll and you have to eat it right away. It's not going to happen. And in general, most Japanese restaurants, Asian restaurants, are super clean to begin with. All those sushi bars are super clean. If I would eat anything, I would go to a sushi bar. They're wearing gloves and masks and hats to begin with, and everything is beautiful up on the counter. They're meticulous in general. So don't go to a side alley sushi bar. Go patronize the places you go to, but I would eat sushi in a heartbeat. Good Thank to know. You. you know, I feel like during this time, it's, it's easy to get hung up on all the negative things going around. Camps being canceled. What is school going to look like in the fall? Can I go down the shore and, and be on the beach? Um, but this is a podcast about happiness. So give us some light at the end of the tunnel, if you can. What's positive? What can we look forward to? Give us some good news. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a ton of positive, and I think that's what we have to focus on. Otherwise, we get can, get really mired down in this, and it's human nature to be negative sometimes. So, so it, during this pause, we're reaching out to people we haven't talked to in a long time. Robin, for example, who I grew up with, I haven't seen in years, and now we're talking today and catching up on each other's lives. I think uh, technology is bringing a lot of people together. People are having happy hours and game nights on Saturday nights and doing scavenger hunts and camps, even though they're closing, are reaching out with activities. So I think creativity abounds. I think we're finding ways to entertain ourselves in a very different world. And I think going forward, we have to, we're going to have to continue that. So vaccine will come. Treatments will come. It's not going to be two months, three months, or four months down the line. So we're going to have to be clever and creative, and we're going to have to keep our keep our chins up here because 
it's a change. So, you know, count your blessings. It's easy to do when you're feeling good, but when you're feeling bad, go outside, get some fresh air. There is plenty to do. This is a great pause. This is not a stop button. It's not a rewind button. We all want to hit that fast forward button, but be careful how quickly you hit it because there's a lot of stuff you can do now before we resume some normalcy. All right. That's why we started this podcast now. Good, good pause project. Yeah. All right. Now on to the piece of resistance, the lightning round. I hope that you've curated some answers to these questions. They're so very thought provoking questions. Yes. So you'll answer and then we will answer. Harris, number one, what would your ideal concert look like, both main and opening acts? My opener would be the War on Drugs, Philadelphia Zone. Yes. And the main act would be Pearl Jam. Nice. Okay. Allie? Even though it's impossible, I would like to have Nirvana be the opening act because that is a band that I, I just always have a regret that I never got to see live. So if we can bring Kurt Cobain back from the dead and have them open, that would be awesome. And then the main act, I would like to have all these 80s hair bands come and sing their power ballads. That would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> like, so a little mix of everything, a little Sebastian Bach, a little exactly. Axl Rose, a little, yes. I like it. All those power ballads. White Snake. Yes. Yes. I'll yes. attend that concert. That yeah. just, I would love that. All right. So I'm how in. about you, Rob? Um, again, we'll have to um, resuscitate some dead folks, but I would have um, James Taylor opening up for the Beatles. Sorry, Allie. <laughs> yeah, I don't like James Taylor either. <laughs> oh, God. You we have me. so much in common, Robin, but not music when it comes to music. Music is not it. I know. I know. All right. <clears throat> Next up. All right, Harris, what was your favorite TV show as a kid and what is it now? So I couldn't isolate one. My Saturday night lineup was my favorite. I love the different strokes to Silver Spoons to give me a break, the facts of life yeah. with a little dash of Hunter at the end. That was my <laughs> ideal lineup. My 8 to 11 on Saturday night lineup. Uh-huh. You had me in t- up until Hunter. Hunter, I know. You <laughs> lost a lot me. Of Fred Dreyer. Uh-huh. And now, favorite TV show? We're, I'm going old school. We're, you know, with my family, we've gone back and we've started Friday Night Lights and we're in season five right now and we love it. I think it's great for families. I think there's a lot of great life lessons, great acting. And, uh, you know, the, every actor is very good looking on that show. It's really tough for them, let me tell you. But I know. Um, it's, it, it's been great and I'm going to miss it when it's over. Texas forever. Exactly. All right, Allie, favorite growing up, favorite now? I think growing up, my favorite TV show was Punky Brewster. Mm-hmm. Really loved her bedroom. Solid. And her dog, Brandon. Mm-hmm. So and then <laughs> now, like Harris, I've been rewatching an old show with my family, which is Wonder Years. But my favorite show to watch without my children is The Righteous Gemstones. And if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend it once again. <laughs> I bring him up in every episode. I do. I love Danny McBride. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> oh, okay. Robin. Growing up, that was, it's so hard. I do agree with that Saturday night lineup, but I'll back it up even further. If we could start with Solid Gold. Oh, nice. Because. <laughs> at seven was, o'clock. Uh-huh. Wow. That was definitely, at, like, that was when the babysitter got yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I would watch Solid Gold right. right into that lineup. <laughs> and I remember vividly when Hunter would come on, I'd be like, I'm out. No, <laughs> thank you. I don't need this in my life. So 
Love that. Also, um, you can't do that on television. Loved oh, it. Oh, so good. Loved it. Where are any of those kids now? Where's Moose, Lisa, Alistair? Give us a shout because I, I haven't seen you guys since then. But not Barth. Like he, no. I don't want to see him ever again. We don't need him. Um, favorite now? It was Game of Thrones. Still, I, I love Game of Thrones even with the controversial eighth season. Also, Downton Abbey, huge favorite. Very similar. I know, right? Oh, Shit's Creek. We forgot. Oh, about Shit's Creek. Creek. Forgot about Shit's Creek. All also right, yes, really I'm good. throwing that one in there too. <laughs> All right, and for the final, if you could ha- only eat one dessert for the rest of your life, Harris, what would it be? I'm a key lime pie guy with a good graham cracker crust. Nice, mm. excellent. All right, Allie. I'm gonna go homemade chipwich. Nice. So then I'm kind of sneaking in two desserts because I've got ice cream and cookies. Good. Well done. Um, and mine is cherry cheesecake with those like syrupy, goopy cherries all over the top, like dripping over the side mm, all day long. And so with that, we come to the end of another episode. Harris, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you yeah, for thank being you. the light at the end of a seemingly very dark tunnel, um, giving it to us straight, but giving it to us with some humor. Much, much appreciated. Thank you, Robin and Allie, for having me. I look forward to hearing the finished product and uh, putting this in my podcast rotation. Oh, nice. Oh, All right. La, 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 la. 15 Minutes of Happy is hosted by me, Robin Raskin. And me, Allie Levin. Our fearless and adorable producer is my husband, Eric Raskin. Our theme music is Made Me So Happy by Jim Boja. And our incredible cover art is by Scott Harrison. Follow us on Instagram at Daily Happy Podcast. And if you know someone who is putting some joy out there into the world, please slide into our DMs and let us know. Enjoy the week, everybody, and keep finding your happy. Bye. Bye. Lemon water, baby. Our sexy radio voices on. Ridiculous, gross arm hair. Give me that pork fried rice. All right, you have a two o'clock meeting, Robin. Leave me alone. I-